Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. Yeah, one thing about women is they communicate. That's part of our strengths. And sometimes over-communicate, like, okay, I didn't really need to go there. But to answer your question, there's always a stereotype about how women are overly emotional. And we can't. Well, especially when it comes to partnerships, I think the if you want to go with a stereotype, women are empathetic. If I know that maybe you know, Nanette's going through something or she knows I'm going through something, you kind of have that empathy and you're able to work through some things based on trying to put yourself in that person's place and come up with a solution that would work for both people. Whereas, again, we're talking about stereotypes, but men don't, uh, uh, a lot of times it's a blessing where they're not as bothered by things. But at the same time, it could hurt business relationships because they're not having those discussions. They would rather just not deal, right? Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. We are so excited today um, on the show. We have... Leah and Nanette, who are the owners of a women-focused co-working space. Men are very much allowed. However, the focus and the energy is a little bit different than a lot of other franchise co-working spaces that we've that have popped up all around. So Leah and Nanette, why don't you all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Oh, okay, I'll go first. Hi, I'm Leah Campbell. I'm uh, really happy to be here today, especially since uh, you know we share a wall. <laughs> so um, for everyone listening, just so FYI, the podcast studio is actually located within this co-working space and the girls who do stuff are sitting here with you. It's Leah Campbell. Um, and what did you do in your former life? My former life, I did a lot of administrative uh, supporting a couple of CEOs and uh, also did uh, marketing and PR. Cool. We're excited to be here today, especially s- seeing... Joe being here and seeing you guys come together in our space is so much fun. So um, happy to be here. Tell us, Nanette, what did you do in your former life? And some of it you're still doing now. I am. I'm Now I'm wearing two hats instead of just one. In my former life, I was a graphic designer and art director. And most of my career was with retail department stores. So Macy's and Filene's and Filene's Basement. And I moved around the country from one headquarters to the other. But I was a um, graphic designer and I did all their advertising and catalog work. And then when I moved here for the past 11 years, I've been a freelance graphic designer, working with all different kinds of companies, Small, medium, and large. And I can say that you are an excellent graphic designer. Uh, and if you all go to JennyMidgley.com, <laughs> you will see the fabulous work of her logo. Just saying. <laughs> She's my best reviewer. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, how did your partnership become about? How did it get birthed? Right. Like, how did y'all meet? Well, we met because when I moved here, I love to cook and entertain people. And coming here knowing nobody, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I need, I don't have family, I don't have friends. And so I started a, a meetup group and called it the Carrie Culinary Group Dinner Club. The 
criteria was you had to be very adventurous with your culinary skills and willing to learn something fun and different and go all out, right? That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I limited it to five couples. So we could do a sit-down dinner, and you had to, you had to like set the table and mm-hmm. everything. It wasn't just potluck. I had all these strangers walk into my house the first day with food in their hands, which was really strange. <laughs> and <laughs> and then Leah and her husband were one of the first. It probably like four or five months we did this, and then we were like, okay, let's just cut it off, and we just made it private. And so for the next 10 years, every month, got together for different fun now, culinary adventures. Did y'all go like change houses yeah. and do, this is so funny. So yeah. like this amazing alignment parallel right now, <sighs> because my parents from, they brought me in a car seat, right to their, what they called their gourmet club. And they had, it was a total of six couples and they would rotate mm-hmm. houses every month. And whoever's house was, was the dinner was responsible for the main dish. That's what we and did. then everybody brought a thing. And then at the end of the night, they would bring all their receipts together and they would split oh. up the dollars. So oh. everybody ended oh, up with never kind of a good idea. Yeah. I yeah. like that idea because yeah. usually whoever brings a side dish doesn't spend nearly as much, but it still works out well because we all take turns. So right. eventually right. you get stuck with paying a big bill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we went through a couple of couples to make sure that, that it was the right fit. Right. <laughs> Were you like, you're not cool enough. Right. You're not invited back next we time. We need no. to vet you yes. for the dinner club. <laughs> Well, it was more that it was, we had that one vegetarian that they came. They were vegetarian. Like, and she kind of had to pull up her ass, you know. Was like, <laughs> oh, too, way, way too. Not that all vegetarians have pulls up their no, ass. No, but it was no, no. too difficult. Too difficult to cook for. She has this this couple who we like very much. And they were, they're not practicing Muslims, but they don't do the pork thing. So yeah. now there's no pork. No bacon. No Can you imagine no a meal without bacon? Oh, no. I mean. Forget it. <laughs> no. crazy. Again, I'm an excellent Jew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I love bacon. And uh, bacon wrap shrimp. And yeah, bacon yeah, all right. So yeah. that's kind of how it all started the friendship and uh, with this other group. You know, I knew what a great person that Nanette was and how hardworking. I always felt like I was the weakest link in the <laughs> dining group. <laughs> you were not. So, so you always you pulled it show. off. Right. You, know, you are the off. weakest link. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I always pulled it off pretty well. Well, we try yeah. to try. Your skills are elevated when you have somebody bringing escargot or that one time where that person made brain soup. Oh, oh my God. Oh. And you're just hanging Chianti. out over like a bowl of pasta and you're like, let's open a co-working space. Uh, a couple kinda. bottles of wine. It, it was really well, Nanette. Here we are 10 years well, later. Yeah. You know, Leah, I'm always, I was always looking for some other business to do because I kind of had kind of stopped doing as much graphic design. I was like, I really want to do something different. And I always wanted to do a business. And, and about two or three years before we got together, I th- found out about co-working and I thought it was such a great idea because working at home is just no fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. She had said, oh, I want to open a business. I want to do something. I want my next career. And so we started batting around ideas. And our first idea was we really wanted a great coffee shop in Cary. We're like, oh, we need something really fun and cool in downtown Cary. So we did all the research and looked at it. And and then the reality was that for a coffee shop, you have to open early. <laughs> <laughs> was not it's happening. True. That is true. Yes. Was not happening. Yes. <laughs> she wasn't doing it. And guess who would have been doing it? Right. Me. Well, that's awesome Me. because you were like, "Hey, does my mission match my lifestyle yeah. vision?" And yeah. it didn't. So no. Out. No. Yeah, right. that's Definitely. just smart. It was not yeah. in alignment. Right. No. Choice was not no. in alignment. Well, well, imagine if you wouldn't have had that conversation and you were just like, "Oh, I want to open a coffee shop," yeah. and you never stopped to be like, "Oh shit, does this match the lifestyle?" That right. I, want? Like, I have right. to now get there at four o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. And, I, and you're open. 
on weekends and it's like and until late at night and like well, no. I was okay with the late at night. I had no issue. In fact, even now at Vibe, we Nanette always gets up early. She's up with mm-hmm. the chickens, and I'm <laughs> up with the vampires. So I'm always in the space with uh, the producer here, Joe, because we just night people. Mm-hmm. So it works out. We yeah. have a good balance. Yeah, it's kind the of yin works. and the yang. Yeah. Yep. I feel like there's a lot of myths when it comes to women partnering up. So what are some myths that you want to dispel about female partnerships? No, it's not always easy. You've got personalities and you've got two women who are very strong and really have opinions about what they're doing and why they're doing it. We've really had to work hard to be forthright with each other Mm -hmm. and honest and kind of, you know, not let things build up. That's kind of tough, I think, with anybody, whether women or just partners, any kind of partner, especially when you're friends. You have to be very cognizant of your relationship. And the boundaries. And and the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. How do you guys navigate those difficult conversations? Drugs. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Wine. Oil, wine. (laughs) A few tears here and there. We work it out. We're like, okay, we need to just talk about this. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing about women is they communicate. That's part of our strengths. And sometimes over-communicate, like, okay, I didn't really need to go there. But to answer your question, there's always a stereotype about how women are overly emotional and we can't, well, especially when it comes to partnerships, I think the, if you want to go with a stereotype, women are empathetic. If I know that maybe, you know, Nanette's going through something or she knows I'm going through something, you kind of have that empathy and you're able to work through some things based on trying to put yourself in that person's place and come up with a solution that would work for both people. Whereas, again, we're talking about stereotypes, but men don't, uh, uh, a lot of times it's a blessing where they're not as bothered by things. But at the same time, it could hurt business relationships because they're not having those discussions. They would rather just not deal. Right. And women tend to get into the weeds a little bit and it sort of maybe might be a little painful up front, but having conversations that you need to have early on in the partnership helps it as it moves forward because you're not letting things fester. Women tend not to let things fester. Right. Now, is that something that you guys like said when you set out to go into business together? Did you sit down and create an outline of like these are going to be the rules or did that kind of come as you went along? What we decided would be really smart and it's it's advice that I've given a lot of not just women but men if you have a partnership you have those discussions, no matter what it might be. You kind of talk about it a little bit, and we've tended to have discussions in front of professionals. Whenever possible. Yeah. yeah, you sit down and you say, okay, and then what we say in the room stays in the room, and we talk it out with sort of like a mediator. A third party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to have a third party. Business it, therapist. Sort of like a business therapist, and there just <laughs> happens to be one sitting here in the studio. Ah. Look at that. Ah. I think it would be great if you had three people, really. You really need that, <laughs> that, right. that dynamic to kind of mediate and have That's a, a really another opinion. Because a lot of times she'd be like, well, I want this, and I'd be like, I want this. I'm like, okay, we need somebody to tell us who's Who's right? Who might be right or wrong no. or kind of in a way. just it. to give that bird's eye view. Yeah, of like, exactly. hey, have you thought of this? Have you thought but of that? But the fact right. that Absolutely. y'all sought it out, like that speaks so much to how you both have grown and learned in your own respective businesses. Leah, I know you used to work for a law firm, yes. right? Yeah. And do marketing and... 
Yeah, marketing and PR, and I used to do mediation. So it's just having that third party in the room. So, I mean, not that everything ever gets heated, but it is a third person's opinion and it keeps you focused and you stay out of the weeds. And yeah, I would suggest anybody in a partnership. In fact, we've even said before, I've told Nanana, so whatever's on your mind, keep it until we're in front of somebody so we don't go down a bad road. <laughs> and then- right. It's totally having a facilitator. Yeah. 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 Genius. And it's the other thing I find interesting is, and let me know if you guys agree with this too. My husband and I, we attended a Gottman workshop. And in the workshop, they talked about conflict and how culturally the American culture is really scared of conflict oh, and they yeah. avoid mm-hmm. it at all cost. Mm-hmm. but that the Italian culture doesn't view conflict as bad. <sighs> and so we're sitting there and my husband was like, Oh my gosh, that's totally why. <laughs> because growing up in the Italian culture, we did not shy away from conflict. Uh-huh. It was aired out. Like everybody had multiple conversations mm-hmm. at one time sometimes. And then I didn't know that that's, I just thought, well, that's how I grew up. I didn't realize that it was a cultural thing uh-huh. of, you know, oh, like oh, no. there's actual science it's behind totally, this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and like so, I'm sitting here with three women who likely had experienced a lot of conflict growing up and just like the family dynamic and people got loud and yelled. And here I am coming from my family where it was like, you don't get mad. Yeah. Everything is always sunshine and puppy dogs and rainbows. And then as yeah. soon as somebody raises their voice, you know, one of the adults is like shuts it down right because mm. i don't even view it as conflict right i view like that I, that doesn't even make sense to me i view it as we're having a conversation like we're exploring what's going on we're having a so better understanding loud? right right we're having a better understanding mm-hmm. of who you are and what you're talking right. about and like we're right. we're trying to understand each other so i don't yeah. even see it as like conflict it's you know like, what rah. i'm i'm actually not that typical though italian she's probably a little bit better in that that way but we didn't grow up I didn't grow up with a lot of conflict and expressing you know exactly what you're feeling so I've had to learn to be more forthright and bring up subjects and bring up topics that are difficult it's not as much in my mm-hmm. well you learn fast right because <laughs> it's, it's such a skill especially in business yeah, yeah. no it yeah, is in yeah. fact playing on that I of my family, I was the one that was definitely the, there was a lot of, when you say conflict, it's not conflict, it's just loud discussions. Right. And and I'm right. much more sensitive, much more sensitive than the rest of my family. So getting back together with them, sometimes I have to remember, okay, it's like with my sister, I feel like arguing is a blood sport. When I grew up with my family, when I grew up, if you had a wound, you threw salt. It was just what you did, toughened you up. I have a very good sense of humor about myself. But I have, but I think out of both of us, I'm definitely the, the more squishy kind of easily more get upset than Nanette. And it's, I think, more forthright than she yeah. blows things off. Um, and I'm more, I was, uh, <laughs> so I am. It's okay. Would you, do you agree with that, Nanette, that she's more sensitive? She's more, squishy. she's more squishy and sensitive than I am, but I, <laughs> tend to hold it in more than (laughs) or I kind of learn I've learned I'm much older than her so (laughs) I've learned to just not to pick my battles and not get upset about the small things and just just blow it off right Right. now it's not worth if it really matters to me I'll bring it up and I'll fight for it but if if it's not that's what I tell people I'm like if it's bothering you two days later then have the conversation yeah if it's not then it wasn't well and One of the things, like, I love that we're talking about women and partnerships and things like that, because one of the things that I've learned in doing this 
together with Sarah is like, she will just call me out and be like, Hey, if you are feeling X, Y, Z, then you need to have this conversation or it's not worth it to you to carry out and have that blank, whatever, if this is how you're feeling about it. And it's not an alignment. Like she, it's not that you're calling me out. It's more that like you're calling it to light. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I have found it helpful and I'm so grateful for that balance Right, what kind Sarah of friend would I be if I was like, "Oh, I'm watching you go down the hill and topple," rather than being like, "There is a hill there, and you are about to topple." You know I mean? Hey, like, Jill, watch yes. out! Right, stop. Exactly. You're gonna dump that pail. Exactly. Right. Like, but I think that that's like a lot of that awareness is not talked about. I think that there's you know because now we're in this gig economy, right? Like people are getting side gigs and going on entrepreneurial ventures and everybody's like that corporate hat is limiting, right? That it has mm-hmm. that in, that rigidity, that inflexibility, right? Like me coming from healthcare. And I mean, I can't imagine in a law office that there was a lot of, a lot of flexibility because you have to be there when the clients are there. Yes. Right. But I think that there's, anyway, let me get to my point because I'm just going to, I can go on my soapbox for a little minute, but there's beauty in that more of us are talking about it. And bringing it to light to say, like, if you are going to go onto an entrepreneurial venture and the information is just so accessible now. So, like, what did y'all learn from your past jobs and, and life that you did not want to bring in here? And what did you learn that you were like, hey, that person was a role model for me. I want to bring that into this fledgling business. I think for me, and it goes back to even partnerships, which I was, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I should have said that like five minutes ago. We have a lot of women who come through here and we're about helping them, helping them a lot of women in transition and they want to have those, take those side hustles to the next level, but they just don't feel that they are at the point like, I don't know if I can do this by myself. How do you do with a partner? And she says, what? I said, well, you have to really get everything, put everything down in writing, have these discussions from the beginning, make sure you're aligned with somebody and, and to keep revisiting those issues. If there's issues, like, is this working? Is this not working? But you have to go into partnership with someone who works just as hard, if not harder than you do and have things that complement each other. But we see a lot of women in here are scared. It's a scary thing going into business. And they said, geez, if I just had somebody that could do this with me and that I could bounce ideas off of. And I said, I know. And it's not easy finding a good partner. Well, and you don't even need the partnership. It can be a collaboration. Right. Yes. Like right. it doesn't have Anybody, to be our whatever. businesses are tied together and we are one partnership. It can be I have my company, you have your company, but our collaboration is going to mm-hmm. lift both of us up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've really yeah. created yeah. that space here. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I can like, honestly, like I can say, cause I've seen it from, I mean, not inception, but yeah, from, just about from the almost beginning. right. Yeah. Like from the beginning yeah. of being in the space to yeah. growing to what it is now. And I'm like, I, like kind of just in awe. Like if y'all could see my face right now, like I, I'm <laughs> oh. much more expressive physically than I am <laughs> through the microphone, but it is like, it's what you've built here. And like the, the women that it's drawing and the groups that it's drawing, not just the women, but like the different networking groups and the different oh, community the organizations are, yeah, who and, helped us along the way. Right. And yeah. uh, it was nice because as um, I was getting my massage, before I started with this interview, <laughs> we have a massage therapist who joined us and it's been awesome. And I'm there getting my massage and I'm hearing all this noise from here and from across the hall. <laughs> and normally it's like, 
I, I was I was ambivalent about it. Like, wow, this is great because there's all these this going stuff on. going on, and at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, shut the hell up! Yes, this is my zen time. This is my zen time. But yeah, so it, it, it was, yeah. We will try not to have so much fun that recording our podcast yes. when yeah. you're getting massaged. Well, then the conference room, they were having a good time yeah. in there and then yeah. across the whole, no, no. But it, it, it was, it was a nice feeling that, wow, that noise means that people are having, yeah. are connecting and having a good time, which is one of our missions. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. what did we learn from past business and I think that I was thinking that you know I worked for so many different companies and different bosses and I had quite a handful that were real bitches (laughs) and I one of the reasons I'm in business by myself is so I can work with people I like yeah and I don't need to deal with somebody who's a pain Mm -hmm. who's nasty who is demanding and uncooperative and I think that that's the kind of people that we've attracted in here too mm-hmm. if somebody comes in and they want to have an event and they're just just a pain to work with their it's emotional like, intelligence score like, is quite yeah, low yeah exactly so you get to work with the people that you want to that you like and I do that with my graphic design too mm-hmm. so it's like you know if I, I want to have a relationship with you so I can give you the best of my services mm-hmm yeah, and just to build on that, it's like you have people talking about with their tribes. You know, I'm not a big fan of that because then it sounds kind of goofy, vibe tribe. It's <laughs> too kitschy. No. But it's who you let in your personal space, and that's on an emotional level. And this really is our physical space. It's a space. It's a co-working space. And who do you want to attract people that are going to be in your space, literally, who are going to support what you do and who you really generally want to work with. Mm-hmm. What was your catalyst moment where you were like, fuck this, I'm done working for blah, 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 and I'm going to be out on my own now? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, what my moment was. It had happened, and I, I decided at 50 
that's it. I want to work for myself. I've always wanted to be involved in a small business. I worked with small business owners. I'm on the board of directors with the Heart of Carry that works with the merchants there. And I just loved it. There was a woman in a shop and the shop was uh, Peak Olive Oil. And it was in, in Cary. And this woman had, I was about, maybe it was about eight years ago. And she said, I wanted to have this business because I'm turning 50 and your opportunities become more limited and you have this one shot. Then I said, you know what? I, I want to do this too. So I made my mind up when I hit 50, I would seriously think about starting my own business. So when I hit that, it was a pivotal year. And then Nanette came along with the idea. So I was already primed. It just had Nanette to say, hey, put it out there. Let's let's take this leap. Yeah. I think mine kind of was age also. I was already kind of doing it because I was a freelance designer, just doing my own thing. But I, you know, had applied for a lot of jobs throughout my 50s. And, you know, I hate to tell you, but they would rather hire a 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For half and the price. Yeah, yeah. They, they look at you have that I've had, you know, 25 years of experience, and they're like, oh, nope, never mind. So I just knew that I had to just do my own thing, and right. make my own business, and I could just see us doing this until I'm, you know, ready to collect Social Security at 70. <laughs> right. <laughs> I so. wanted to talk to you about the community that you guys have, because when you were talking about that, it made me think of conversations I've had recently with other business owners, because the, a co-working station, a co-working space is such a community within itself, right? That they're in your space physically, they're in your sphere as far as business. And the question that I got asked, and it's something that I'm exploring myself too, which is why I wanted to ask you guys about it to, for your wisdom on this, is how do you handle when the people that are in that community, when you know, when you're like, oh, those aren't my people, but our community is so small that we're still going to be seeing and interacting with each other. It's kind of like, hey, I don't vibe with that person on on a spiritual level, we have different ways of handling things. Like I don't agree with how they handle certain interactions or things like that, but then you're still Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. overlapping business wise. For me, sometimes it feels like, Hey, I don't want to be being fake and being like, Hey, we're buddies when we're not, because I don't agree with how you handle certain things. Like (laughs) how do you navigate that? I think that experience for me comes from being in the corporate world and working with a lot of different people and you don't jive with everybody and you go to the ones that you do and the other ones you don't, you're just professional and it's just, you have to put on your very professional demeanor and do what that person, make sure you take care of that person, but you don't have to be their best friend mm-hmm. and you don't have to love each other. So I love that you said that yeah. because that's, I think that that's at the crux of it, right? Is that you can be kind to yeah. keep in mind that not everybody has to be like, you don't have to create a relationship. No, you're right. Going. Cause women, again, that I think that there's a struggle a little bit because women are always like, Oh, we have to be friends. We have to do this. And you, you don't, I, and I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, believe it or not. <laughs> but when you're at here at five, it's all about, you know, we don't have to be in agreement and everything. I mean, even Annette and I don't agree with some stuff, No, but you respect, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you respect the fact that we're both trying to get a job done. And if somebody's here that I wouldn't go out for drinks afterwards, but I, I always personally on a level, I always try to find 
what I like about a person. Even if the person is kind of unlikable in a general, it's just find everybody has something redeeming right. about them <laughs> yep. and they have their own stories and they're damaged a lot of times and mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> I, 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 Who's perfect here? Perfect. Anybody raise their hand. <laughs> but it's, I'm running a business and it's a business and women have to realize that too, is it's not about all roses and, and, and happiness and you need to make money. You need to know how to monetize it. But with that said, I think Vibe here is known as trying to make everything a win-win. We have so many referrals from other places where they weren't welcome. <laughs> yeah, we do. For whatever reason, they yeah. weren't ready. They so didn't that, like it. They weren't comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I want this. Or, well, ask me. Except for we, we, we don't do anything that involves too much nudity, no porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we yeah, have yeah, artists. We may lower our standards. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have artists here, and we also have religious groups here. And I said, well, as long as you're not cutting the heads off of chickens, we're cool. We're right? cool. <laughs> that in childhood, by the yeah. way. But there, <laughs> there are places that, there are there, there entities that other people, were very non-traditional. Like, people are like, well, give me an idea of who works here. What, what's your, oh. it's like, oh my God, we got we have all kinds. so many, yeah. all kinds. Yeah. Well, as y'all have just celebrated your one year anniversary. Yes. And so one of the things that I've noticed that's amazing over the last year is that it's gone from, hey, who needs an office and who wants open co-working to like, how can we serve you, the ladies of Vibe? How yes. can we serve mm-hmm. you and give you the space for you to create something? You walk down the halls now and there's an athletic trainer with like some all kinds of fancy. He's not a trainer. He is a, um, he just keeps correcting me because now he is, he is not trying to me. It's, he's a uh, biometrics physiologist. Oh, that's Holy. a whole different level. And I wow. wouldn't want anybody messing that distinction up either. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. The he biometrics physiologist, and we will put on the social promos for this the definition of biometrics <laughs> physiologist. Yeah, right, right. Um, like, you hello. have this like massage therapist. You have the, like you said, you have the church. So There's somebody making bows, hair right. bows for yeah. Etsy. You have yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we podcast can go into carrying. how we got Joe in here because every right. person we have in here is that we worked out something like yep. Joe had this idea and I think you might have even introduced us at some point. He was in the space and he wanted to do this podcast. He came for the ribbon cutting. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, so we talked and he said, you know, I want to take, I want to do this, this podcast thing, but right now I'm in my house. I go, it's in your house. I go, Oh, and it's in your creepy basement. <laughs> it totally was said, in his creepy basement. And I said, so uh, how many women are you getting Joe into your creepy basement? And he's like, not many. <laughs> so where, where we're sitting now, Joe transformed this crappy little room into like this oasis. Yeah. The funny thing studio. is that we've, we've always thought of this room as a podcast yeah, room. Yeah, you had. Yep. We always called it the podcast room. And then Joe walks in and says, I want to do a podcast room. Right. Like, we've we got all the manifested room for you. Yes, yes, I yep. love manifesting. We did. I know. Oh, I love we love it. it. The yeah. alignment mm-hmm. of the universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, and that gives, affords us the ability to come in here and- yes. Yeah. But so. we wouldn't have been able to do it. We knew it right. had to be a partnership with the right person. Right. And uh, and we felt like we found the right person. In fact, I always threatened to raise his rent because, wow, he just turned us into like an amazing place. <laughs> and then we have Alvin, who was doing the, the biometrics physiologist, and you ought to see what he did in his room. Yeah, it's... So, and, and fierce, yeah. And then we also have an accelerator. The business accelerator. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The business accelerator. Yeah. They have the artist space where right. like 
all the artwork right. that's in vibe was created in the space mm-hmm. by the artist who was the first resident artist. And now yep. they've had other resident artists. And then there's like events that happen. There's mm-hmm. the church that you partnered with that has built um, stages, like sound stage. systems. Like it's, yeah. yeah, you it's get the right people to partner. And I'm telling you, one thing Nana and I have both learned with business, one of the big takeaways, is that you try to make it a win-win situation. And every time we have run into a roadblock when it comes to building something out or finances, we have come up with a cheaper and a better way to do things. And more cre- your creative yeah. solution yeah, there finding. Are, there were so many things that most people would have said, oh, it costs $5,000. Oh, well, let's just do that. And and Leah would be like, no, we find a I'm better cheap. way to do it. She was a cheap one. I am cheap. And and everybody needs that, a partner, right? So, you know, we just found a better way to do it. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, this is even better than if we just bought it off the rack. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. What causes you to get stuck? Money. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a very common, like, don't laugh yeah. that off. It's true. It's true. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's that fear. Was it, is it? Let me take it a step further. So you say money, but is it really fear? It's fear. What's getting stuck is, okay, is what we're going to do, are we going to get the return, the return on investment? And are we doing the right thing? Are we going to lose? By doing this, are we going to lose an opportunity to do that? And a lot of it's with where we get stuck is just what's it going to cost us? It's always the cost of doing everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like the cost right now. It could be the future cost. Right. So for then, me, for me, it's more the knowledge, like, you know, working on like a P&L or a financial budget. I mean, I'm, I'm a creative person. I don't do numbers, but mm. I've had to kind of dig into it and try to figure it out. But then the coolest thing about being in the space is that we meet all these people who are there to help us. When you do get stuck because there's something you don't know how to do, you just say, OK, let me find the person that can help me with this. Mm-hmm. Who do I know? Yep. Who do I know? Who do I know? Who I, or who do I know who yep. might know? Yep. Yep. Right? And people are so giving and they'll be like, oh, I'll sit with you for an hour and I'll talk to you about it and figure it out. And of course, it's their business and it would be nice if I could hire them full time to just sit there and do all my stuff for me. But mm-hmm. I've just had to learn from them and, and try to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've, we've had extreme, extremely nice people help us and we don't pay them traditionally. But how many lasagnas have I made for people? Yes, I love it. Dozens of lasagnas. I don't even, I don't even try to compete. with homemade sauce, though. Is it? Oh, that? Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You, I wish. Yes. I wish. Sauce, seriously, sauce, like this gravy. is where. Yes. I wish, yes. Like there's moments where I wish this was video recorded, and the look <laughs> that she just gave you when you mentioned, but it has to be homemade. Was like, of course. Yes. Right. Yes. yes it has I don't to think be. I've ever had gotten one of your lasagnas though if it made me one sorry well you haven't you have to do something nice for me (laughs) let me list the ways well she's a way better cook way better cook i couldn't compare it to anything that nanette does anything that nanette does it's it's when you're told you partner with somebody is i didn't realize how talented that she is multi-talented and it's just Shocking, like when someone's good at everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, get out of here. Her design sense. <laughs> Take it in. Her Just take it in. But you know what's so <laughs> funny is that, because you're so right, because I didn't even know for like the first two months that she was even a graphic designer because she didn't talk about it. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I did art design for Macy's. Like, yeah. and that would like, I sat there on photo shoots. So like when we would be staging the space, when we were first getting photographs of it for your website and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a sec, you're a graphic designer? Why the fuck don't you talk about that? Like, <laughs> seriously, mm-hmm. like, it's okay. We put an explicit rating on the podcast and okay. Leo's looking at me like, oh my God, you just said the f word (laughs) Um, 
But like, but these are the things, right? That we don't necessarily like when you think that you're needing to present one way. Well, and it shows all the gifts that we have that can help others. And if we're not talking about our gifts or sharing our gifts, then that person can be missing out on an opportunity. Exactly. And you can be missing out on an opportunity to help and serve them and for them to receive that. I think one of the scary things for me creatively with doing this business was decorating the space. I mean, I I always liked to decorate and and felt like I had a pretty good flair for it. But when you go to decorate a space, 8,000 square feet, and it has to be a little cohesive bit of business. Yeah. It has to have a business look, but right. we had definitely had a vision of how that we wanted it to be warm and comfortable right, and inviting and the brand story and and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And it was like, oh my God, pick colors and pick out lighting and pick out, you know, it was like, it was scary. It was but, a process. And yeah. people come in here now, they're like, oh, it all makes sense. But we remember having that really, we, call, we don't argue, we have very loud discussions. <laughs> and the loud discussion was in the hallway and something just wasn't working for me. So we just sat down on the floor in the hallway <laughs> and it came came to me and and then we ended up building off of a swatch that we found of the material the fabric, for our, yeah. of the, the chandelier and it all that's started awesome. coming together yeah that's awesome yeah. i know i was like <laughs> that's just flowed all right know, so what we do every with all the all of our guests is that we do a lightning round so it's rapid fire questions you just say the first thing that comes to mind okay. all right and i'll do i'll split it so i'll do like here we'll point. and then here yeah, yeah. Okay. instead of you guys both answering the same question right okay. better Ooh. All right, ready? This is scary. Super are you, fun. Are you ready for lightning round? Okay. Okay. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? To live in Italy for three to six months. Yes. That's mine too. You yeah. can come Don't tell her me. though, because that means I won't be here for three to six months. <laughs> That's okay though. I'll hunt you down. Sarah can go have a villa together. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All righty. How, how do you unwind? Um, getting a good massage. Finish this sentence. If I wasn't doing blank career, I would be blank. A chef. Or organizing kitchens. Yeah, organizing kitchens. Anything to do with cooking food. Okay. What is the impact you want to leave on this world? I don't really want to leave an impact on the world. I want to leave an impact on the people that I can connect with. I can't fix global, but I can fix what's in front of my face. Love it. Love it. Alrighty, what keeps you up at night? Lately, money. <laughs> Do you really want me to answer that question? <laughs> yeah. The, po- the political mm-hmm. climate. The political climate keeps me up. Yep. About, yeah. I don't, I don't like seeing Americans not getting along over idiotic stuff. That's a really great way to put it. Yep. Yeah. 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 Not, not getting along. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's the bad part. Yeah. Love it. All right. There's the lack of connection, right? We're going back to like, where do we bring people in and how do we connect with others and what you're, yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're trying to, we have this whole thing, like everybody's connecting now and talking and it's all wonderful, but everybody's still divided. Yeah. So, so we're working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we are. So, um, so ladies, how can our listeners find you? Um, go to www.vibecarry.com on social media. Five Carrie co-working. Mm-hmm. Come by and see us. Yeah. At Carrie Town Center Mall. Very good. Yeah. And so thank you all very much for listening today. Leanne and thank you so much for Jenny um, and Sarah. Coming you. in and joining us for this today. And yeah, so this was a fun It talk. was. And like, if any I don't know if I can't remember if they said this or not, but if anybody needs event space, yep. definitely check it out. We're gonna be having that conversation. Oh definitely. 
Yes, yeah, thank you definitely. for bringing that up because yeah. um, we took down walls and that was a huge deal for us. Demo day was yeah, so we have much a, fun. Demo we have day. a great space now for just medium-sized groups that mm-hmm. I think the, the community really needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So awesome. So thank you again, everybody, for listening. Thank, thank you, Leanne for joining us today. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.